Good afternoon and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll talk about the decision to cancel this year's Manitoba Agricultural Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Also, Dairy Farmers of Canada Vice President David Weens will stop by for a chat. And up first in today's country comment, we'll be joined by Manitoba Beef Producers General Manager Carson Callum. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Cargill reopened its beef processing plant near High River, Alberta this week. I caught up with Manitoba Beef Producers General Manager Carson Callum. Since the onset of COVID-19, there's been some impacts of producers in the province. Uh, I think it's more the the market volatility and financial impact that some producers have uh, had as a result of this COVID-19 and, and all the closures that seem to be happening in North America that really hit our our producers. There were some 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 uh, guys that were holding on to animals uh, still, or you know, some of them that marketed marked them around this time frame, uh, backgrounding and and whatnot, and and they took a financial hit because of that huge market crash that was really is. For the most part, a result of this of this pandemic. So, um, and then definitely with these closures, will will impact producers' ability to to move their animals uh, efficiently, especially if there's long-term closures in any other plants or our cargo has a, has a long has a long road ahead to get to its uh, to its full capacity. So, so but uh, we'll see how how things move forward with them opening uh, this week and how efficient they can be uh, of getting uh, that capacity running to as best they can. Had producers been able to find a place for their animals or was inventory starting to build up? Uh, I believe uh, animals were still able to move and some may, will have made the decision to hold on to them till later and, and per- perhaps feed them through the summer. Um, but for the most part, a lot of Folks that were trying to move their animals are still in, in Manitoba here, for the most part. From what we've heard, is they've been able to move them. However, uh, like I said, this this market volatility and really financial impact that some of these producers took of the of the ones that did move their animals um, is very unfortunate as, as a result of this pandemic. So that's, we're just trying to work and discuss with both levels of government of how how these producers can get some relief. When talking about um, relief programs, what are some things that um, uh, Manitoba beef producers would like to see? Well, we've um, MVP and in conjunction with our federal uh, counterpart, uh, Canadian Cattlemen's Association, we've worked uh, as a whole industry to try to come up with some some help strategies for producers across the country. Uh, one of them being a set aside program which is similar to what was implemented during BSC that uh, allows producers to be paid to, to hang on to their animals to, for, for a longer period of time than they normally would have when they would have wanted to market them to try to control the flow of animals into, into, the, into the processing plants that would have a reduced processing capacity. So that's one that we're still pushing for, for federal government's assistance on and from, for all, all provinces. And then another, we're trying to get some improvements to some of the business risk management programs. Some of those, one in particular that is important for producers in the province and in particular in the West is the Western Livestock Price Insurance Program. As After the COVID crisis really, really 
Sook impact kind of in the middle of March there, it just led to such such extreme premium prices to be able to get a policy for even if for producers wanting to take one out for their calves this fall. So we're trying to get some support by provincial and federal governments to try to lower that premium to make it more attractive so at least some producers can have some certainty in, in their business operation and, and, and lock in some prices for this fall. But where it sits right now, it's just, a, it's just way too expensive. And then various other pieces with business risk management. And, and finally, we, we stress the urgency of, of triggering some sort of agri-recovery framework. That was Manitoba Beef Producers General Manager Carson Callum. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Cargill is slated to reopen its High River Alberta Beef Processing Plant this week. Carson Callum is General Manager of Manitoba Beef Producers. Definitely, with these closures, will will impact producers' ability to, to move their animals efficiently, especially if there's long-term closures in any other plants or, or Cargill has a long road ahead to get to its uh, full capacity. So we'll see how, how things move forward with them opening uh, this week and how efficient they can be of getting uh, that capacity running to as best they can. Callum says producers in Manitoba have been able to move their animals for the most part. However, prices have not been ideal and Canadians are being encouraged to order takeout every Wednesday to support their favorite local restaurants. Dairy Farmers of Canada Vice President David Weens talked about Canada Takeout Day. You know, for years and years, restaurants have been our trusted partners. They do play a very important role in Canada's uh, farm-to-fork ecosystem. And that's why we joined forces with the Canada Takeout campaign to support them. So Canada's dairy, poultry and egg farmers have teamed up uh, to lend support to the Canada Takeout campaign. Weens encourages Canadians to order takeout all week long, not just Wednesdays. That was a look at today's Farm News. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Tuesday, May 5th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll hear from Dairy Farmers of Canada Vice President David Weeds. The implementation date of the Canada-United States-Mexico agreement has been pushed up one month and will now take place on July 1st. That'll have a big impact on Canada's dairy industry. I got the details from Dairy Farmers of Canada Vice President David Weens. What happens is once all three countries have agreed uh, and ratified the agreement, then uh, the, this comes into effect uh, three months after that date. So uh, in this case, uh, because all three countries have already agreed to it, it will come into effect for July 1st. And that has some uh, significant implications for us because what the, the way the, the, the agreement had been designed was to allow for a phase into it. Uh, because as you know, uh, Canada agreed to uh, limit um, you know, Canadian uh, dairy exports of uh, milk protein concentrates and, and, uh, and skim milk powder and so on and infant formula so that we were uh, specifically so we could not compete against uh, the U.S. Uh, dairy um, industry. And so, uh, but what they did is they, they, they had agreed to phase it in uh, over two years rather than just all at once. Uh, but uh, because our dairy year begins August 1st, uh, and that's what, what this phase-in is based on, uh, with it coming into effect uh, July 1st, really the first year is only one month long. So it is, becomes very, very difficult for 
dairy industry to adjust to uh, those kind of restrictions so quickly. And uh, so that is going to uh, significantly uh, increase our, uh, uh, you know, the, the stress on our industry. Uh, this means, for example, that uh, starting uh, August 1st, you know, our exports will have to be reduced by 40%. Um, and this is, this is being imposed on our industry by this agreement. And this comes right at the, you know, right during um, the, you know, the middle of this pandemic uh, crisis where, where we're already uh, facing challenges, you know, uh, with, with uh, volatile markets, uh, dairy, the, 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 you know, just in order to supply dairy products in a very challenging environment. Now, this is another whole layer added on top of it. This early implementation, um, you know, what, what will this cost in, in terms of dollars? Well, okay, so for, uh, for the dairy producers and processors, the implementing of Kuzma itself one month early is estimated to represent up to $100 million in losses. Uh, and the other thing is the sector will need to also contend with an additional $330 million in annual perpetual losses as a result of the lost market share because they're giving some of our, our domestic markets uh, to the U.S. So uh, it's, a, it's an extremely uh, significant uh, impact on us. Um, and, and yeah, that's, uh, so basically we're, we're looking at, at a $100 million loss here. That was David Weens, Vice President of Dairy Farmers of Canada. Continuing on today's Prairie Agwire, Glendalee Allen Vossler chats with Mike Brown, a crop extension specialist from Saskatchewan's Ministry of Agriculture, about soil temperatures and seeding. Mike, fill us in as far as what's happening out there. Producers, I imagine, still trying to bring in the harvest from last year. Yeah, there's quite a few combines running right around the Humboldt region. Um, lots of uh, lots of crops still still left to harvest. A lot of canola and flax that. Uh, that was left out over winter. Seeding operations starting to get underway in a number of areas in the province. And when we are talking about seeding, we always talk about the importance of getting that soil test done so we know exactly what we have to work with. But when it comes to actually seeding that crop, it's important to know what's happening with the soil temperature. Yeah, for sure. So the optimum soil temperatures uh, for most of our spring seeded crops are about 10 degrees Celsius or warmer. Um, but there are various crops that can germinate at, at cooler temperatures. So um, peas and lentils, for example, they can germinate at about 5 degrees Celsius. Uh, canola and mustard germinate at temperatures as low as 2 degrees Celsius. Flax, 3 to 4 degrees Celsius. And cereal crops will emerge at about 4 to 5 degrees Celsius. So how do we determine the soil temperature? What you'll want to do is you'll want to determine what crop you're seeding and how deep you're going to be placing that seed. So when you go out and, uh, and check the soil with your soil thermometer, making sure that that thermometer is at the proper depth of seeding um, and taking two measurements. So you want to take one uh, in the morning and one early in the evening and getting an average of those two temperatures to uh, get your average temperature at that depth of seeding. Of course, when we are talking about soil temperature, it does vary throughout the day, and that's why it's important to test it a couple of times. But another concern that we also have in the spring, of course, is a spring frost. I know taking a look ahead at the forecast, 
There's some nights when it gets pretty close to zero and of course the potential there for that spring frost. Can you fill us in on just how big a concern that is for some of these crops? Yeah, um, so when it comes to seeding, I guess selecting crops for, uh, for the concern about spring frost, there's no definitive answer on which crop you should seed first. Um, each, each crop kind of has its own pros and cons. Um, cereals, for example, the growing point will remain below ground until the plant's gone past that three leaf stage. So it can withstand a pre pretty severe frost in the early part of the season. Um, peas and lentils, they can germinate at those lower temperatures, but they take a little longer to, to take in enough moisture to germinate. So they could be a good, good choice for an early seed. They'll regrow after a late frost as well. Um, canola and mustard, they're, uh, as we know, very susceptible to frost at that cotyledon stage. But uh, once they've passed that uh, two-leaf stage and been hardened off by some of those cooler temperatures, they can withstand some, some freezing temperatures for short periods of time as well. That's Mike Brown, a crops extension specialist with the Ministry of Agriculture out of the Humboldt office. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen Bossler. Thanks, Glendalee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email thefarmdesk at goldenwestradio.com. On behalf of Glendalee Allen Bossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. The Livestock Markets Association of Canada annual convention has been postponed. The Animal Nutrition Conference of Canada also postponed. Cropsapalooza 2020, scheduled for July, has been cancelled. The Manitoba Summer Fair also cancelled. The Red River Exhibition has been cancelled this year. And the 66th Manitoba Threshermen's Reunion and Stampede has been cancelled as well. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Tuesday afternoon, the Manitoba Agricultural Hall of Fame has decided to postpone its induction ceremony for this year. I got the details from Executive Director Garth Rogerson. You know, very unfortunate with the current health situation, though. We felt that it was in the best interest of the inductees and the organization that we um, postpone until 2021. You know, we really want to have the opportunity to recognize these individuals in the best, ways po best way possible, and that just wasn't possible this year. So we'll, we'll um, push these uh, the inductees that had already been selected, we'll push them till 2021, and then we'll uh, recognize them appropriately at that time. Have they been notified yet of this, or will they find out, I guess, at a later date? No, they actually had been notified because, you know, as we were, we were getting close to the official announcement, so we've asked them to kind of keep it quiet for the time being, and we'll do a formal announcement uh, in 2021. Just talk a little bit about um, the Hall of Fame and, you know, what, what it's all about. Sure. Well, the Hall of Fame, you know, recognizes uh, excellence in agriculture. Going really back to, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of some of the, the names in the Hall of Fame going back to the earliest uh, pioneers to Manitoba. So a very interesting collection. The The website that we have now is easy to access and easy to search all of the names. And it's really a collection of excellence uh, right since the beginning of agriculture in Manitoba. So it's uh, it's our privilege, privilege to be able to recognize those individuals, and, and we do so every year. There's plaques, I, I guess, set up at the uh, Keystone Centre as well, right? That's right, yes. We have uh, a large gallery at the Keystone Centre, and we're in the process of constructing two new uh, cases to hold plaques. So um, those were supposed to be put up in March, but, you know, as with, with things happened, uh, that to be pushed off as well. 
But, um, yeah, we'll see two brand-new um, cases put up there and allow us to expand into the years to come. That was Garth Rogerson, Executive Director with the Manitoba Agricultural Hall of Fame. The organization has decided to postpone this year's induction ceremony. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Manitoba Beef Producers General Manager Carson Callum says members have been dealing with a downturn in prices as a result of plant closures in Western Canada. The animals were still able to move and some may, will have made the decision to hold on to them till later and, and, and per, perhaps feed them through the summer. For the most part, folks that were trying to move their animals are still be, in, in Manitoba here. For the most part, from what we've heard, is they've been able to move them. However, this market volatility and really financial impact that some of these producers took of the of the ones that did move their animals is very unfortunate as, as a result of this pandemic. Callum says it will be a slow road to recovery as Cargill is set to reopen its High River Alberta plant this week. And COVID-19 has had a major impact on the food service industry. That's why every Wednesday has been deemed Canada Takeout Day. David Weens is Vice President of Dairy Farmers of Canada. We really encourage people to go out and support their local restaurants because there are still many that are open and, and open for takeout and so on. So that they will be there for us after this uh, pandemic uh, you know, runs its course and is over. So it's just one way of, of uh, working together with those that we've worked together with for many years. Weens encourages Canadians to order takeout all week long, not just Wednesdays. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwestradio.com. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.